Before I begin my message, I just want to call attention, not that she is looking for it, but just call honor and respect to Danette and the ministry that she's had. Um, she has been such a blessing in these past weeks and months as we have sensed as elders the, the need for deeper, more sustained, more consistent prayer as the people of God. Uh, Danette has been willing to, uh, to take on a role to really lead, help us move forward consistently in prayer. And she has done this from a pretty... Uh, good distance away. She, she, she doesn't live near to where we are right now, but has faithfully, faithfully attended and faithfully been a part of this at personal sacrifice with the kind of energy and joy that you just experienced uh, from her. So, Danette, thank you. Uh, our hearts are grateful, and uh, all glory be to Christ. Uh, but our gratitude goes to you at this moment, so thank you. Uh, and as we, as we think about church life, just by way of another uh, sort of semi-announcement, um, as we get settled in here, we, we realize that it's time to uh, maybe push the uh, uh, pause button uh, and unpause a bit. Uh, the pandemic and many other things have kind of contributed to a a kind of state of limbo for a lot of us, almost a state of pause, not on the home front, uh, as I realize that much is going on on the home front, but on the church front, there's been something of a, of a, a pause, it has felt like, and it's time to unpause. Um, uh, life is now before us as a body in this location, and there are many opportunities to serve. As a member of this church, if you are a member, be reminded that your attendance on Sunday is essential for the ongoing health of this church. Be reminded that community groups are, are where you need to find your deepest fellowship in this church. And if you're a guest and a new attender, please know we have, we have smaller context where relationship can be built and friendship and fellowship can be had. If you're a member, uh, please be reminded that personal evangelism and outreach are not uh, optional in the Christian life. These are, these are essential and be committed to it. And service in actual ongoing ministries in the church uh, are a part of what it means to be a member of Risen Hope Church. And we want to encourage you to, to unpause uh, and be ready to kind of plug back in. Uh, we've been making uh, gentle pastoral appeals over the last few weeks and are grateful for those that have responded uh, to some of the specific appeals for tech team and other. Uh, and we're just so thankful for those that are uh, joining hands in this work. Uh, there's one more uh, ministry that, uh, God willing, is going to reopen soon, and that's our Promise Kingdom uh, ministry. We are looking toward the middle of May, um, again under the leadership of Steve and Joanne Burak. 
Uh, we are so grateful for them. Unfortunately, uh, they're not able to be here uh, today. He is uh, not feeling well due to, I think, vaccine was uh, the, the reason for that. But Steve and Joanne have been uh, such wonderful blessing to us as a church, and they are making preparations so that we're aiming somewhere for the middle of May. Very exciting, uh, but we do need uh, additional volunteers. Be reminded, if you have children that are in Promise Kingdom uh, age, we really ask and expect that you take a turn in volunteering. Uh, be reminded that as needed, uh, pastors will actually be stepping in and helping out with Promise Kingdom as is needed and be aware uh, that there will be some changes as we approach Promise Kingdom, our children's ministry, in coming weeks and months. We actually are going to keep the children in worship with us until the sermon moment. Uh, and that allows families to sing together and worship together and uh, uh, have communion together, even observe baptisms uh, together and just be a part of this what's been going on here. Uh, but then at sermon time, kids will be dismissed uh, for their classes so that they can have some teaching suited to their age and so that the adults can maybe be a little less distracted uh, as the Word of God is preached. What that means at a practical level is if you are a volunteer, it is only a 45-minute stint instead of an hour, hour and a half stint. So that might, yes, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, uh, amen indeed. So um, uh, if you are willing to serve in that way, we would love to to send a signal to Steve and Joanne who labor in this ministry, send us a clear signal of widespread, wholehearted support of the body of Christ uh, in this vital ministry for our children. Okay, may God, may God guide you as you pray through uh, the role that you're going to have in, in our church as we move forward. But I trust that that will encourage you and help you, and may the Lord be with you, uh, as, you as you decide. None of that is part of my sermon time. I just, I just want, that, want that known. Now you can start the clock uh, if you're inclined to do that. Can I, can I turn your attention to the Word of God that is revealed in the Bible, the sacred writings of Scripture. Turn in your Bible, please. If, if you don't have a Bible, but do have a, a, a cell phone, you can, you can uh, go, go to ESV. That stands for the English Standard Version, but just ESV Bible. Uh, and then just track down to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. ESV Bible, the book of Colossians, or if you have uh, uh, a copy of the Word of God in your hands, the New Testament book of Colossians. Have we found it? Are we there? Good. I'm going to do something very much out of the ordinary this morning, but I believe it will be immensely edifying and powerful to our hearts. I'm going to read aloud to you the whole letter of Paul to the Colossian church uh, and to us. Um, 
Think of as, before we begin this, think of this as something like this. If you were to, uh, if I were to stand up here this morning and say, hey, I have a letter from Tony Evans to write to you, or, or I have a letter from John Piper to read to you, uh, there would be a certain leaning in, I think, that might happen as, as we hear those names that we respect and ministries we appreciate. But imagine this, that you're a first century Christian, that, that you are a, a believer in Jesus in the very first years and decades since he was here and died and rose and went back up into heaven and, and imagine that we were gathered together in the old city of Colossae and, and I stood up as one of your pastors and I said to you, uh, dear ones, we have a letter from the Apostle Paul. And, and you know that the Apostle Paul is a man who with his own eyes saw the risen and ascended Jesus. He actually saw Jesus after the resurrection and after Jesus had gone back to heaven. And, and one day as he was traveling, the skies opened and Jesus appeared to him. And you know that about Paul. You've never met Paul. You've never seen Paul. But you know that he's been appointed by your Savior to teach and instruct and build the church. Imagine if you were back then in those days, I stood up and said, okay, here's a letter from Paul. You'd be leaning in, wouldn't you? You'd be leaning in. Lean in. Lean in this morning. This is a letter from a man who saw Jesus alive and saw Jesus in his glory. And he writes about Jesus in this letter. And I want you to hear it. We want you to hear it in just pure form, without any pastor muddying it up with commentary. This is God's word. Hear it as I read it. I, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. <clears throat> and so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, 
fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, and He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil things, He has now reconciled in His body of flesh by His death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before Him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, that is, the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the Word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to His saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is, in, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all His energy, that He powerfully works within me. <clears throat> for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am present in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. In Him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised Him from the dead. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with Him having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This He set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. If then, you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, 
and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, Love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. 
Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you, and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas, Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea and say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. And the people of God say, Amen. Amen. And now may the Lord be pleased to anoint those who expound this letter over the next months in your hearing to give us grace to be faithful to it uh, and to serve you well. I am sure there were parts of the letter as we read that made you wonder, made you ask questions, might even have given rise to some kind of objection or concern. Uh, We are gonna take our time as we go through Colossians It isn't going to be one chapter at a time. This is going to be a a series that lasts for at least a year as we just take our time. Let me say this as I close my time this morning. If we look at the greeting of this letter in Colossians chapter 1, We see that there is much here for us, and I don't have the time to expound it today, but the letter opens with the author saying, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. This greeting is loaded up with truth. Um, I literally could take a couple of messages just on these two verses alone. In these two verses, we learn that we must all live under the authority of Christ Christ. 
We must all live under the authority of Christ as a family of faithful saints in Christ who need ongoing grace and peace from God. Just these two verses tell us that. We must all live under the authority of Christ as a family of faithful saints in Christ who need ongoing grace and peace from God. Now you may be wondering where I get the idea of authority here. It's, it's wrapped up in when Paul says, I, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. An apostle is a sent one. An official messenger. That's what the word means. And Paul is saying that in writing this book, he is writing as an official messenger of Jesus Christ. He is claiming official authority. He is to be listened to. We are all under the authority of Christ as His Word is revealed to us in sacred Scripture through the prophets and through the apostles. We must listen. We're living in a day and age when the writings of Paul and of others are increasingly being called into question with things as simple as, well, Paul was living way back when we know better now. We know differently now. No, we don't. No, we don't. This is the Word of Christ through His Apostle. We are all under the authority of Christ as a family of faithful saints in Christ. Verse 2, to the saints and faithful brothers. That's first century way of saying brothers and sisters or siblings. To the saints and faithful siblings in Christ at Colossae. We are to be a family of faithful saints in Christ. In Christ. Who need ongoing grace and peace from God. For how does Paul extend his greeting? Grace to you and peace from God our Father. You see that? We are all, we must all live under the authority of Christ. Paul, the apostle of Christ, is going to be teaching us here, and we are to obey what he says. We live under the authority of Christ as a family of faithful saints. How many of you feel like a saint here this morning? I didn't think so. Did you look in the mirror and say, now there is a saint? If you know your theology and if you know your Bible, you just might have done that. Because those who say that saints are some kind of super elite people who have already passed from this life and were so good in this life that they actually have extra merit that we can gain from and pray to and all the rest. No, that's, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says you're a saint. That everyone who believes in Jesus is a saint, is a set-apart one, one who belongs to God and is consecrated to God. We are to be a family, 
brothers and sisters, a family of faithful saints. And no matter how old we are in the faith, we go on needing grace and peace from God, don't we? You never outgrow your need for faith or for grace. It's not like you, you become a Christian and the grace of God comes into your life and, and you get saved and you're on your way to heaven and, and that one dose of grace in your moment of conversion is all you're ever going to need for the rest of your life. Now we need grace every second of every day. And how much we need peace, huh? In our own hearts, in our relationships with one another, in a broken and fractured world. Oh, for grace and peace. I love the greeting. I, like I say, I could... You are witnessing incredible restraint here this morning on my part. <laughs> I, could, I could go off for the next hour and not leave these two verses. We are all under the authority of Christ. We are to be a faithful family of saints. And we have an ongoing need for grace and truth. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Let us come each week to hear the word of Christ through his apostle. Let us not come with doubts or objections or fears. Let us come with open hearts and open minds because we are hearing from Jesus himself through a man that he has chosen. May we do this to the glory of our God. And if this is all new to you, I want to close with this thought. I believe so much in the power of God's Word. I believe in so much in the power of just reading God's Word, specifically reading God's Word about God's Son, Jesus, that I believe some of you could have been saved here this morning just by hearing that reading. That, that your eyes saw something. That your heart saw something. In this one Jesus, who is before all things and in whom all things hold together. And he is preeminent. Kids, that's a really big word for saying that Jesus, there is nobody else in all the world who even begins to compare to Jesus. Nobody. He is preeminent. He is above he is surpassing. He is the greatest in all the universe. If you're seeing him for the first time, just bow your head and heart before him right where you are and say, Jesus, I want you in my life. And I need you in my life. And he will jump into your life with all the joy and love of heaven and transform you from the inside out. If you have any questions, please see us. Don't leave without getting some answers to those questions. Let's pray.
O Lord our God, we recognize that we are under the authority of Christ, but His authority is an authority of love. He is all about what is good so that we might be presented holy and blameless. Lord, come in these weeks to come. Come and meet with us. We want to hear your voice. Oh, how we pray it in the surpassing preeminent name of Jesus. Amen.